All right, guys, welcome back to the Impact Defense Podcast. This is episode 88. I know we are getting closer and closer to 100. Speaking of which, we do have to talk about, at the end of the episode, something we're going to be doing for episode 100. Uh, but also, today we are joined by a really good friend of mine, instructor, uh, Scott Clausen. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. I've been wanting to have you on for a while anyway. So, uh, yeah, let's get started. So, uh, be it that you are a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt and everything, I thought we might talk about how the fact that you really uh, Jiu-Jitsu is completely unneeded for any kind of real self-defense. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a farce, man. You should stay as far away from it as you can. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, just don't go to the ground. Yeah. It's that simple. Or just stand up. Yeah, yeah. Somebody takes you to the ground. Just, just stand, stand right back up. It's that easy. Yeah, it's uh, or, or better yet, my favorite solution: just shoot them. I hear that all the time, I too. I hear that all the time from people that don't want to take the time to train anything. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, man. Um, any, I think any martial artist should add jiu-jitsu in, you know, no matter what you're doing, to yeah. complement it. Uh, I mean, you know, you'd be surprised how many people that, have, like, have achieved what you've achieved in karate or in a traditional martial art just won't come near it, will stay away. Oh, I don't need that. Yeah. You know, so... Well, you know, I tell everybody, like, technically what we do, we call karate, but uh, a lot of people looking at it won't call it, doesn't right, call it karate I, yeah. at all. <laughs> it's very different, you know, how you guys actually spar and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been in schools who they do things and won't even spar. And, yeah. You know how that goes. But with jiu-jitsu, what I tell people is if you are, um, when I'm just, when I'm teaching someone from the start and they're asking what to train, um, I always say a blend of things. You need some yeah. striking. You need some grappling. But with the grappling, if for a kid, for example, if they're attacked and all they know is punching and kicking, the parent's definitely getting a call. Yeah. There's going to be somebody hurt. Whereas if they know some grappling, they might can defuse the situation without ever having to hit someone. Mm-hmm. And that extends into law enforcement and stuff as well. That's, that's true. And I, I tell everybody, um, when I get people ask me questions, I say, well, um, you know, I think especially if you are a police officer, I, I think uh, jujitsu is probably the best thing that you can take, honestly. Especially and you know when things uh, when people pitch fits over getting hit and stuff like that, and all the rules that a lot of people put on these uh, these cops. Yeah, and you got to think about a lot of situations where uh, it might just be someone who struggles with something like a like a, a mental issue or um, abnormality mm-hmm. that. They may not fully understand completely what they're doing. You don't. May, you, there are some situations where you just don't want to hit someone to calm them down. Yeah. You know, um, and th- that's where grappling really comes in. Like we had a situation with um, a child who was having an autistic fit, and he was trying yes. to run out the door, and I had to put him on the ground and hold him there so that he wouldn't run out into the road. Yep. <laughs> yeah. This kid is bigger than me. Yeah, it's, it's so, a big kid. Like, I, actually, I thank God that I had training to be able yeah. to just sit him on the ground and be like, you're not kidding. <laughs> yeah, sometimes there's no telling, you know. And I was going to ask you, too, while I had you here. <laughs> hey, I want to hear a story. or so, I know you have of some guys coming in, acting out. 
Oh gosh. <laughs> you just want one? Um, <laughs> I know you probably got a couple as long as you've been doing it too. <laughs> yeah. Um, real quick, because we have it, we, we kind of just jumped straight into things. We oh, do yeah, need to mention, did. yeah, I know. We do need to mention a, uh, one, our, our new sponsor. Uh, so if you can still carry, uh, this is not pre-recorded because, hey, we haven't had time to pre-record this one. If you guys can still carry, I, one of my absolute favorite holster companies is Alien Gear Holsters. And if you will go to impactalien.com, that will take you straight over there and let you or let them know that we sent you to them. Uh, we would really, really appreciate it. They're actually, they're actually sending us a holster um, to be reviewed for the P365 and maybe a couple others and it's not like i don't have about like four or five of their holsters as it is anyway so hey uh so you guys will be able to see some videos on that pretty soon too jade is super excited because p365 is her favorite gun so all right yeah i had to get that out of the way so uh yeah i had this one kid and i'm not a fan of of point fighting Mm-hmm. of karate point fighting it it kind of that start and stop crap nobody at this table kylie probably likes it better than anybody but she actually competed on the sport karate circuit mm-hmm. um i have very few people that do that as well um or have done that nobody does it now uh, but basically everything that people have worked with me it's always better continuous fighting is everybody's better at continuous fighting for the most part but we went to this tournament and I had this kid he was like a it's like a blue belt or a green belt in karate. And he wanted to compete in in this tournament. And they ended up bumping him up divisions because there was nobody in his division. And he was he was like six four, six five, real skinny kid. And he beat out and won his division against like brown belts and everything else. This dude thought he was the best oh, thing okay. ever. Okay. He was he was a pretty decent kid up until that point. It was like 16, 17 years old. We come back. We have our first class back, and he is just running his mouth. Because, hey, not only did he go to this tournament and get bumped up to the division, he won that division. Mm-hmm. And there were some decent fighters over there, but it was point. And he just kept going, kept going, kept going. I'm like, all right, dude. So I'm going to give you three choices. We, we started our teen and adult class, and he just, he was, he's like, I'd kick your butt. Oh. And I was like, um, yeah, I don't think so. I said, I'll give you three, cha- uh, three choices here. And I said, you can choose point fighting, you can choose kickboxing, and you can choose like MMA style. And he's, I said, anything you want to do, if you beat me, I'll give you a black belt today. And he says, uh, well, if we're going to do that, let's do it MMA style. Oh, I thought, no. you are an idiot. I am <laughs> five foot nine. You are six foot five. Now, are you an idiot? Anyway, um, so he came in and he threw a punch. I ducked under, picked him up, double leg threw him on the ground, arm brought him, and it was over. He gets up. Not a word was spoken for the rest of that class. He just, he, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes. So. Yeah, did, did he not know you've done some MMA fights? Uh, yeah. He knew. <laughs> He's just arrogant. It happens. <laughs> you know, sometimes things like that happen, it, and I'm really glad it happened to me earlier on in my career. I was, so at that time, we would have, uh, you know, in the early days, in the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, there, were, there weren't any jiu-jitsu schools. Yeah. And we had, um, we would have whoever in, like if it was Helson or Hoist or Salo, they would be here for just a few weeks and leave. Yeah. But we had Daniel Marias come in. 
who's a world champion. I think he won worlds at every belt level in jiu-jitsu. And he's phenomenal. And he came in, and he had a, a friend with him that was staying, you know, that summer, Philippe. Philippe had just – now, I was about 170, and Philippe was about – I think he fought at 205. And he had just won the world's purple belt at 205. Mm. And I was a, a blue belt. And we were rolling. And I, I was catching him with triangles, tapping him out a couple times. You know, for that moment. I really, yeah. you know, got the big head at that moment. And I'm so thankful it happened the way it did. Uh, a couple weeks later, you know, I'm walking around thinking, man, I can beat him. I'm going to be world champion. A couple weeks later, this guy comes in. He weighs maybe 145. And he wanted to roll. And I was like, you know, back then, anybody comes in, we start sparring right away. Yeah. And I said, have you ever... Um, train jiu-jitsu he said man i've just got about five or six months well what he forgot to tell me was that he was a all-american division one wrestler <laughs> those guys are tough <laughs> yeah he picked me up and before i knew it he would already throw me on my head and he was tossing me around like a rag doll <laughs> and the ego was totally you know it was gone and i was glad that happened at that time because you know so I mean, you know, for for that kid to do it, hopefully he's acting better now, right? After yeah. you, uh, well, I don't know. That's been that's been years ago. He's, oh, he, he didn't. He left. <laughs> uh, well, see, that's the other thing. Sometimes that to me it motivated me. I was like, wow, it's like okay, I have some potential, but I have a long way to go because yeah. I just got drug. Yeah, that, and that's me. That's that's the way I am. So, and, and I think we've talked about this before. We started out when I started out in in our style of karate is Kyokushin. It's it's all about full contact fighting and everything else. Uh, there is already a little bit of groundwork in it anyway, but it's kind of like it's very. I think what somebody referred to it as like nineteen fifties judo level groundwork. So it's not great. Um, so anyway, my my instructor and I starts looking at us and we couldn't find anybody at the time that did jujitsu around because this was like you said late nineties early two thousands and. Uh, so he bought a TV VCR, and I bought the Gracie's 8 VHS pack. Yes, sir. And that's how yeah. my career in jiu-jitsu got started. Um, <laughs> it was like we went through that every night after, after the classes. Ended. Yeah. We spent another two hours, three hours. You know, it pissed off my wife all the time. Yes. But anyway, um, we would sit there and just kind of go through that stuff constantly, constantly, constantly. Um, and then finally, a little later, you know, I got my black belt in Kyokushin. Um, I opened up my own school. Um, uh, a few years later, after opening up my own school, uh, somebody actually gave me a flyer from your school. Oh, okay. Somebody was in Salisbury, and they said, uh, oh, I found I found this flyer. He said, I think you might be interested in it. And I was like, heck, yeah. I called you up right away. And you're like, yeah, 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 okay. That's so wild, man. And, uh, yeah, so I called you up. I was like, hey, I would like to have you up at the school. I've never met him. I'd never met Scott before. I didn't know what kind of person he was. He could have been a complete and total prick. I had no earthly idea. But <laughs> but I was like, I'm, I'm going to call him up. And uh, I asked you to come up to the school. First time we met was you came up to the school and we did that uh, seminar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, never met you before. Wow. Just had to bring you right into my students. Yeah, I don't, a that, flyer, was, huh? that was a stupid idea, but I'm glad that it worked out the way it did. I'm glad you were the type of person that I could get along with. Um and and I think I mentioned that to you beforehand. Kylie over here, who hasn't said a word the entire time, is now fifteen, and she was like one or less when 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 we first started talking. So anyway, so she didn't participate at that seminar. <laughs> no, she did not oh, participate at that seminar. <laughs> nope. 
Hey, she said a word. Um, but anyway, after that, I was like, hey, I thought I was pretty decent because I had gone through all of those tapes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I come down there to your school. You said, you should come down. So my brother and I start coming down. And there was this kid. He was like probably 150. And I, in my adult life, I have almost always been over 200 pounds. I'm big boned. I'm pretty solid. I fought at 170, but I was walking around at 200 when I fought at 170. I remember when you cut weight. I tell people that story because, you know, amateurs, we have to weigh in the day of. Yeah. Do you remember you weighed in and that morning and we went back to the hotel and when you went back and weighed in that night, you were 12 pounds heavier yeah. than what you weighed in that morning? Yeah. In what was that, maybe 10 hours? Yeah. Oh, one of them, one of them I was 16 because I remember I, I went from uh, one, 170 to 186. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot I put in back on. Very less quick. than one day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, my wife didn't like that either, man. She well, she people, says you are mean when you were cutting weight. <laughs> people don't understand how hard the weight cut is. I think the fighting part is actually easier than the weight cut. Oh, by far. Yeah, yeah he says that all the time. He's like, I, I do. He's like the hardest part of doing the MMA fights. He is, was the weeks before. <laughs> it's absolutely the fight is just, and I tell people this. Like I have guys. Um, when they do fights, you know, they'll be in the gym getting ready. You know, they're, you can see the confidence going up and they're yeah. ready. And you can tell when you start taping their hands sometimes the attitude changes and they get yeah. nervous. And I, I explain to people, I say, man, I say, and I, I mean, I could tell like everybody, anybody that says they're not nervous is lying. I agree. Yeah. Um, but for me, the way I explain it is like, when you're out there fighting, I'm I'm not worried about that guy. Like if if someone did something to you or your family, you would there would be no hesitation in you jumping on them out in the street, <laughs> yeah. right? If yeah. he came up and did something to her, yeah. But you're fighting that same guy in the crowd. You're it's all the eyes and the cameras on. Yes, you. you're worried about getting embarrassed. The fight yeah. itself is, eh, you do it every day, mm-hmm. you know. But I thought that was funny. What then? Your first fight, you won by rear naked choke, right? Yeah, yeah. My karate guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The karate guy. I spent Showing more time on the ground in any of my MMA fights <laughs> than anything else. Um, but oh, anyway, yeah. So I, I go to your school and we do the, do the first part, and there's like it's sparring time, and I'm just, this kid is like about fifty, and he got me a mount, and for the life of me, I couldn't get this kid <laughs> off of me, and I was like, what in the world? And see, before that, I had even fought a couple of MMA fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was. It was before it was legal here in North Carolina. I went one time to Virginia, and then I fought a few smokers here in North Carolina. It was before I met you, and uh, but I was sitting there like I had never in my life this little this. He was like about fifty and a blue belt, and it's like I couldn't move him. <laughs> it was yeah. horrible. It's there's there's always, and I'm I'm sure you know you've run into this too. There's always a bad matchup for you somewhere. Yeah, no matter what, and. I, th- I mean, it's you, you've been doing it basically your whole life too. It seems like the the people that have trained a lifetime or several years, the more you know, the more you want to know. Yes, um, absolutely. We were discussing this the other day at class, and I'm I'm legit angry that our lifespan as humans is so short that uh-huh. we don't have like twenty years to devote to each separate art. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> It's the truth, you know. Yeah. I, you, I, um, when I was in Iceland, I, I sought out some guys that did Glima because you can't find Glima anywhere. And I know it's, you know, there were some guys there, and I trained that. Yeah, you know, okay. I have heard of that. I've heard the name, but I have no idea what it is. What is that? 
Exactly. Um, and you are going to need to move a little closer to the mic. No. Yeah. Uh, sort of like, I, I would, I would, it was a, uh, like a, I would say like a Viking martial art. Mm-hmm. And the way they start, and a lot of it's very similar to judo. Okay. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's strange, you know, like traveling in Thailand and them teaching things from the plum mm-hmm. is several things are very similar to doing glima or doing judo. Mm-hmm. You know, like humans, as, lo- as long as we've been on the planet, have started fighting. Yeah. Everybody thinks they started, they invented something. I was like, man, come on. Yeah. <laughs> You've been wrestling and boxing since we could. Yeah. But uh, well, you, you do that naturally as kids. Right. Or at least most kids do, I think. I bet she did. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> we got a picture. Um, uh, uh, Steven. You remember Steven? Yeah. Yeah. Steven, Steven showed me a picture that he had of her putting me in an arm bar at three years old. So, <laughs> yeah. So, she's been. Can you still do it? Yes. Uh, yeah. She's still very active. And, you know, she's awesome. taking classes all the time. So, Do you take it easy on her? No, uh, I normally try my hardest hard on her. Yeah. And she goes after me like she goes after nobody else. <laughs> but yeah, man, like uh, training over there, like trying to learn that. It's like, man, I was like, I would love to have. I almost stayed in Thailand the last time. I was offered by um, Oz Larson on some schools. He owns one in Philippines, one's there, and one in Denmark, mm-hmm. or as of now. And he had, he said he asked me to stay the one in Thailand. Um, and then he asked, you know. I, I really thought about it. Yeah. The exchange rate and everything. And yeah. I was really thinking about living there. And he asked me if I knew any legit purple belts that would do it. Yeah. Just because there, there's, other than at that time, a few years back, other than down in Tiger Muay Thai in the, in the bottom of uh, Southern Thailand, there, there wasn't a whole lot of jiu-jitsu anywhere else. Gotcha. And I couldn't get anybody to go. I, I, I knew one guy that was, uh, he trains down in Charlotte, and he's, he was 25 years old, no kids. Yeah, I said Dude, you should go. Yeah, yeah, that um, that's quite an opportunity. <laughs> it right. really is, right? Um, I was going to ask you too. Like, how how old were you when you started? Started what? Training in martial arts at all? Uh, Nineteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wanted to do it my entire life, um, and then my wife and I got married, and then one month later, I started martial arts. <laughs> She's like, what did I sign up for? Yeah. Yeah. She was like, you know, you have this love affair with martial arts that has lasted, yeah. you know, all these years. Hey, it could be worse, man. Yeah. I don't know. I wanted to ask them, because I always ask this with the young ones. Have, have you ever had to use anything you've learned in here, like out somewhere outside of the gym? Uh, the biggest thing is just de-escalation. Like, I haven't had to, like, take anybody to the ground because of a fight right. or anything. You never had to punch well, anybody in the nose? Not really, well, no. Um, just, it, it, it's pretty much just been de-escalation. It's like calming everything down. Um, probably helps that I'm not a super social person. So I understand. I didn't. I I've never been like the partying type or anything like. Yeah, that. yeah. I'm more of a sit at home and snack. I understand. I've, yeah, I, I just hear stories. I, you know, people even going out shopping or things like that. Yeah. Now we we've done some things where like, um, well, now Kylie, Kylie at her cousin's birthday party um, had to deal with them. <laughs> Had to uh, deal with a, a kid that was bullying her cousin. Um, 
and her aunt still talks about it. So apparently this girl who was bigger than both of them was bullying her cousin and Kylie jumped in, defended her, and then the girl kept going. So Kylie put her in her, you know, did a front sweep and put her on the ground and and she never bothered her anymore after Kylie took her down and everything. Outside of that, I don't think Kylie's uh, Well I think part of part of it too is walking around once you achieve some skill in some martial arts is the confidence you have to not have to get in a fight. You know, it, it, that's the truth. Um, you hear all the time, the more you walk around, or the more you learn, the less you have to use it. Mm-hmm. You know, you walk around with that confidence, people are less likely to pick you as a target in the beginning. So, Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And I feel like the more, the more you know and the more confident you are that you could handle something if you had to, you know, um, the easier it is to make, like, good, choi- good in-the-moment choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like knowing when is the best to walk away or when to get to your car, who to avoid, and, uh, like, how to de-escalate, or um, reading people right. Yeah. Reading you know? people is a, a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, we, tr- we try to make it. And I, I tell everybody, we, we practice de-escalation skills. I was made to do this, and, and I was, I'd used them. And I told everybody, every time we do it, I said, listen, it feels, like, it feels ridiculous. You feel like an idiot sitting there talking someone down in a classroom with other people talking other people down. Or you feel like an idiot fake being mad. But I have used those skills more than any other skills outside of just general awareness. You know? Mm-hmm. 100%. I agree with that. I, I tell, uh, I don't know if you saw this. It kind of shocked me to see it on Facebook. I guess it the video was up before they took it down. Did you see the video of the, the uh, guy getting stabbed in Australia a couple weeks ago? Mm-mm. No. Um, long story short, there's two groups of guys. One group of guys is backing up. And this group keeps pressing the fight, trying to fight. And you see this guy pull out a blade. And these guys keep coming at him. One guy you know, comes and punches at him, and the guy swings the knife, and you see him lean back and miss. The biggest guy of this group keeps walking towards him, and he just walks up towards him, and the guy sticks him in the neck, and he blood immediately. And it's all on the video, and blood's everywhere. He, he stops and, and stands here and holds his neck like this, and then within five seconds, he's down on the ground, and that's it. Yeah. And all they had to do was walk away. Yeah. Yeah, I know. All they had to do to de-escalate was say, okay, that's enough. He's got a knife. Let's walk the other way. Yeah. Yeah, but people, man, people... You know, it's hurting their pride. They got, but but he's 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 like insulting my pride. He's hurting my honor. <laughs> Who gives a freak about your honor? Exactly, you know, your pride, man. Just, well, it doesn't matter. Uh, there is a um, there's a self defense lawyer. I've quoted it before. I couldn't remember who said it. I think it was Andrew Bronca. No, uh, but he said that uh, every time you get involved in a, in a situation, you have a greater than zero chance of dying. This is true. <laughs> and this I was is like, very true. I like that. That's another one. I, I'm still in. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) But, you know, I don't care what you know. Exactly. If you were black belts in every art. Yeah. If someone has a knife or a gun and it's not threatening, you know, if I have an open door. Yeah. And it's not your family or whoever, then leave. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That was, you know, and I use that as a teaching point because especially some of the younger students, you know, in the class that, oh, well, I've learned this. I've won some matches or did a fight, and now I can kick so much butt. Like, dude, you don't know what people will do. I know. Yeah. I mean, you can't you, you can't just assume that, oh, you know, and, and I know I went through that phase too. 
You know, I'm, I'm good. I wish somebody pull a knife on me. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Criminals don't follow rules of the fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember that though, because I was a you know young early twenties idiot, and I was sitting there thinking, yeah, man, I got this mess. I wish somebody would try to do something to me. And now I look back and go like, man, I was an idiot. You know, <laughs> yeah. what was I thinking? That was that's why I told you I was so thankful that my reality check came within two weeks of each other yeah between those good dudes and it's like man i just got drugged by this 140 pound guy okay maybe i should keep my mouth shut yeah yeah oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know. so um so you've never had a and i think i can't remember if i talked about this with you the, the last time you came down it, have you ever had anybody like walking off the street and oh yes start mm-hmm. Just and, and what? Just you know, maybe to, to spar or to, yeah, to spar yeah. or challenge yeah. you or act yes. out. What? Yeah, uh, generally those people are like, uh, like sent along, uh, yeah. especially now. Yeah. Now I'm used to. Uh, I had I've had a couple guys come in and, and do something, and I allowed some stuff to happen that mm-hmm. I shouldn't have. Um, I understand, <laughs> but again, you know, you're young, mid twenties, uh, kind of stuff. I was like, yeah, come on. <laughs> that's that's weird. That's that's exactly how I did. In the early days in that school you came down to in Rockwell, if, mm. if somebody would come in there, and it happened more than once. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I want to spar. I'm an un, I'm undefeated street fighter. <laughs> come on in. Didn't even make them sign a waiver or anything. <laughs> just come in and let's draw straws who can beat them up and just, you know. And this happened um, just a few months ago. Oh, my God. At my school, this guy walks in. We're getting ready to close. He has on a jacket that's at least three sizes too big. Mm. He's repeatedly reaching in his pocket. And, you know, you know as well as I do, if they have something on them they're not supposed to have, you subconsciously touch it all the time. Yes. Yep. So it was either drugs or a weapon. Well, pretty sure it was a weapon. Um, and this guy was suspect from the start. Like, he had some gang tattoos on his face. Mm. And he walks in and he said, I said, hey, man, we're getting ready to close. You know, can I help? I didn't even want to talk to him, but I yeah. had to. <laughs> He said, uh, I can fight. <laughs> cool, man. I said, we're trying to learn. No, I can fight. Okay. And? <laughs> yeah. And he, ca- and he wouldn't leave. Yeah. Well, just let me get on the mat and spar with somebody. No, nah, man. And he's, you know, dirty. And like I said, the gang tattoos on his face. And he's just as sketch as sketch could possibly yeah. be. <laughs> and even after all these years, like I made these dumbest mistakes. <laughs> He well, part of he he touched me. He he kind of backhand tapped me in the shoulder. Said, "Man, I can fight." Oh, and when he yeah, you know the the twenty five year old me. Oh yeah, I understand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it still comes out. I mean, just because just because I'm now like in my forties, yeah, uh, it's not like that part of me doesn't live inside still yet. And that that part of me goes like, (laughs) I didn't want him. My thought, man, I was like, I don't want this guy bleeding on me. I don't know what he has. I don't want even if I were. Best case scenario, take him down, choke him out without hitting him. He could come back the next day and start shooting in the windows. Yeah. And I have a kid's class going on. Yeah. And I, so I, I threw him out. I said, man, you got to go, you know. Well, the door opened and he walked out. And right at that moment, some of my students behind me, hey, Scott, can you help me with this arm bar, blah, blah, blah. So I turned my back and went to help him. The next thing I heard was, get your MF and shoes off the mat. He had come back in the door. Walked on the mat to Carmen, you know, my assistant, mm-hmm. and started telling her how beautiful she was and 
all that, trying to get her number. And I had a trooper in there with me. I had a guy training her for a fight. I had, you know, there was a bunch of people. We threw them back out. <laughs> you know, a little, a, you know, nothing bad, but we just had to literally throw them back yeah, out. Yeah. We were in there laughing about it a little bit and talking, and we heard a woman screaming in the parking lot. He had grabbed a woman that was leaving the phone business, the only other business in that area that's still open yeah. at night. He had grabbed her and pinned her up against a car. Yeah. And, of course, we ran out. I was like, do you know him? No, no. He's, he won't let me get in my car. And, you know, we separate him, and she leaves. And my trooper's wife works dispatched. already had them on the way. We wouldn't let him leave. And when they got there, he had a rap sheet. I don't know how he was out, but, like, he had attempted rape, assault and battery, hmm. breaking and entering, everything. Yeah. And I start thinking, you know, what if we wouldn't have been there for that woman because she obviously had no training yeah. of any kind. I don't think people realize, like like you said, the, uh, the bad guys don't have the same values we have. And it's that all, I found this through the years, it's always the, I don't think it'll happen to me sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. We deal with that so much. Really? You know, yeah. It's, you know, people, people are like, oh, well, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like, freaking crap. Are you kidding me? That crap happens all the time. They come to you after the fact. Yes. Yeah. I, we've had people in here. And sometimes I know it beforehand and sometimes I don't. And the sucky part is when I don't, I don't know it till afterwards. Um, we had a lady, we had this uh, huge um, women's self-defense thing and abduction prevention kind of thing. And I was dealing with this, and we were actually talking about techniques in the car. And I was showing them how they could actually use the seatbelt. Mm-hmm. If they have that opportunity to use the seatbelt to choke that person so they can right. either cause a low-speed low crash or just hold it until they pass out so they can get out of the vehicle. This lady uh, is sitting beside of me, and I'm, I'm getting choked like by 40-some women <laughs> with a seatbelt. I couldn't speak for a couple of days afterwards. But aside from that, this lady's sitting there beside of me, and she just like starts crying. Like, out of the blue, just everything. And I turn around and look at her and said, are, are you okay? She goes, no. And I was like, uh, okay. Um, do, do you need to, like, not do this? And she goes, and she just didn't say anything. She just sat there. And she tells me. She used to live in another state. Her husband, or her ex-husband, abducted her, took her out into the middle of nowhere, and she just knew he was going to kill her. And and now she's reliving all of this. And I'm like, you don't have to do this. And she says, no, I do have to do this. She said, I want to know that if I'm ever in this situation again, that I know how to get out of it. And I'm super, very, I have a lot of respect for that. But uh, that was, um, that was, it was really interesting. And I also felt like a heel after that. Well, <laughs> it, it's weird, man. There's so many similar uh, experiences. We we were, I was doing a, uh, a self-defense seminar for the, uh, it was the crisis center about a women's shelter or something like that. Yeah. 60 or 70 women there. We broke off into groups of five and everybody was going around, you know, helping. And this, the, there was a group of women. We were doing just a basic, like choke against the walls. Yeah. And she said, can you come, you know, Scott, can you come help? She's having trouble. And I walk over there and I see what she's doing wrong. And I, I said, okay, look, when I did, and when I touched her, she lost her mind. She said, Wah! slap me right in the face. <laughs> I didn't block it or anything. It didn't move at all. <laughs> Channel 3 News is right behind me. I said, please do not put that on the news. <laughs> Local martial arts instructor gets slapped in the face. <laughs> I, I really did. You know, but, you know, 
but it was the same thing. I, you know, I took her aside. I said, are you okay? You know, and she gave me a similar story to what she said. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, where are these guys at that are acting this crazy? Are, are there people uh, that crazy out there? So many. I, I, I guess I can't, I, we've been teaching women's self-defense seminars for years and I can't get over how many times we put, we put a female in a situation and all of a sudden she just bust into tears because of a situation that has happened similar to that. We did a thing with, we had them on the ground and somebody sat on top of them. And as this one lady, and as soon as this guy who was helping me, she said it was okay. You know, I always ask now, mm-hmm. you know, is it, is do you want to just work with the ladies or if you want to get a little more realistic situation, we can have one of these guys that are helping come over there and sit on top of you so you can work on getting out from under him. And she was like, yes. And as soon as this guy sat down on top of her, she just like busted out in the tears. It's, it's, it's very prevalent. Like women and men, like a lot, and you know, a lot of guys overestimate their ability to fight. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes uh, you know what i'm saying like i yeah. think either you won't get in this situation or if you get in it you can get like and i don't know if you hear it here as much but especially in the jiu-jitsu school when i have people coming in talking about signing up a lot of times like well i probably won't get taken down i probably i could just you know we joke about it but they say i'll just stand back up and i'm no you won't you really won't <laughs> yeah. You really won't. I have 16-year-old kids here that will hold you down until they're tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Now, I, we deal with the other end of that most of the time because, you know, we bring people in, we teach them to strike, and then we work groundwork too. Um, so, but we have people on the other end of it because they don't know everything that we do. And they come in and they're like, they're thinking that they are, mm. oh, yeah, I can stand up and strike. You know, I can do that kind of stuff. And then we sit there and I, know, I remember this one guy who told me he could fight. And he had a couple classes in. I was like, all right, we're going to spar for the first time. And I'm, I'm just playing with him and just kind of throwing some stuff. He goes, man, he goes, I, he goes, I, I thought I could fight. He goes, but he said, you, he said, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> I was like, um, yeah. I, I said, well, there's a difference between somebody who thinks they can fight and someone who's been training for over half their life doing this, you know? And this just happened not that long ago. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. How, how long do you let them? come in before before they can spar it really depends um it's i want to get a good feeling for from them first so some people it's a little sooner than others so it just kind of really depends i'm the same way it's i I, as far as jujitsu like in in muay thai i make the people i make the people start in a beginner's class in jujitsu it's i have a rule that I adhere to 90% of the time is you have to come to jiu-jitsu until you get one stripe from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know how it was. Like in the old days, you could come in and just roll. Yeah, I mean, the first time I came down, came down there, we, we did uh, 45 minutes of learning something and then like an hour of, of just rolling. And, just like, and hey, you. luckily, you were a, a good guy. Yeah. You know, like you could have just as easily or anybody, you know, could have came in and like, hey, I got to show these dudes I can I can kick their butt. Yeah. And then they would have to show, oh, this is our school. We got to show this guy he can't. Yeah, yeah and exactly. It, it creates such a bad environment. Yes. I've learned by making people wait till they get one stripe. Mm-hmm. They have a toolbox with at least an escape from every position yeah. and everything. And they get to start to know everybody. Because, you know, it's a month and a half or two months, if you're coming all the time, you can get your first stripe. Yeah. Uh, you know, because of. To me, that first stripe is I trust you to roll and not hurt anybody and to tap and not let yourself get hurt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Like you have people in here that won't tap. Sometimes. Are you one of them? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, she does good. Uh, but yeah, we. Part of that's like I kind of depend on everything working to be able to work. So <laughs> she's one of those weirdos that doesn't feel arm bars or anything like that too. Uh, so you know, it's I have to remind her at times. But outside of that, yeah, no, she doesn't have any problems tapping. But yeah, I mean, we. You every once in a while, you have somebody you're doing some groundwork one day and something, and and all of a sudden somebody gets somebody in a joke, and you're like going like, tap, 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 tap. All right, stop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And then explain to them, we, we, we told you tap when you couldn't breathe anymore. And, and you just sat there and followed that. And do you realize that you were like maybe a couple seconds from going out? Mm -hmm. so, oh. Yeah, that feeling that a balloon has expanded inside of your face. Yeah, that's not good or <laughs> ideal. And you're turning purple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's those guys now. And something else I've changed over the years as an instructor. When people come in and sign up for that first month. I tell them, and I found a good way to word it, is that um, this first month doesn't guarantee that you can train here. This first month, maybe I'm not the right instructor for you. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you're not the right fit for our gym. Yeah. If you want to come in and bang and you just want to do full-on MMA sparring every second of every day, I, I know a gym you can go to. <laughs> this yeah. one isn't it. Yeah, I, I've, I've done the same thing. I had a guy call me up one day. Uh, also, this was just a couple weeks ago. Guy calls me up and says, hey, yeah, uh, I've been training kickboxing on my own for a while. He says, I think I'm pretty good. Uh, but he says, just basically me in my basement uh, on the heavy bag. And uh, he says, I, I need to find a place where I can do some sparring. He said, you guys spar? I said, yes, we spar. And he was like, I just want to come in there and spar. And I was like, no. Oh, that's not the way we work. Um, you know, you need to actually come in, take some classes and everything else. And all he wanted to do was come in and just basically oh, yeah. into a fight. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, no, I, no. I said, I can, I can recommend you a couple other places. I said, but um, we don't do that here. Sorry. It's, it's amazing. What are they thinking? How they have such a high opinion of themselves. And it's, it's all the time. Yeah, it really is. I, I'm amazed at how many phone calls we've gotten like that. Wow. It's, it's weird, man. Um, I didn't. I had enough social media going on, and up until about a year or so ago, I never got on TikTok. Yeah, and you know, so I added that to it. And once I got on there, I realized that, you know, back when we started, of course, we all thought like we were doing kickboxing or karate, we were doing whatever, and then we saw Hoist win those UFCs, and yeah. we're like, wait, what is this? Yeah, and we, I got to learn this. Yeah, and you realize that those first four. If you don't know jiu-jitsu and the other guy is really good at it, you're probably going to lose. <laughs> yeah. There's a 99% chance you're going to get taken down and lose. And the way it went was, you know, Hoist won those first few. Well, then the wrestlers started learning to stay out of submissions. Yeah. And then, like, Mark Coleman, Mark Kerr, those big mm -hmm. East wrestlers. Won. And then the strikers started learning how to sprawl. Yeah. And they started knocking out all the grapplers. Yeah. And then it became MMA. Yeah. And now it's back around to I see all these people saying – They'll, they'll have uh, kung fu or karate or taekwondo traditional martial arts school and say they don't need any grappling. I had a guy tell me that they have uh, counters to all grappling in their kata. I, have you ever stood in front of a college wrestler? <laughs> you know, and that, that's the difference. What I mean, like a guy could, there's such a vast difference. You know, I've never ran a karate school, but. I know that your school, you do jiu-jitsu, and you've done jiu-jitsu a long, long time. Yeah. So I know it's incorporated into what you do. Yes. 
but how are there still schools? And on the flip side of the coin, there's jujitsu schools that I've been to that don't even practice takedowns. Yes, I have seen that. How are you going to um, get the fight to the ground? Dang it, where was it? Somebody was like asking me to come over to. I went with somebody to some school somewhere, and I and I, I started asking questions because I, you know, this I like to ask why, and I like to ask, I want to know. You know, this guy was talking about some stuff. I was like, oh, you know, do you guys ever do any kind of striking or anything like that at all? And they're like, no, you don't need to strike. You don't need to strike. <laughs> okay. Um, do you ever do anything other than starting from your knees? And he was like, no, man. He said, if you do that, he said, somebody's going to get hurt in the takedown. So you don't ever practice taking anyone down. No throws at all? No, no throws. They don't do anything. They do all their stuff on the ground. They, and then they just, uh, and I'm like, are you planning on just butt scooting? I mean, the, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's hard to, to explain that to people without stepping on their toes. Oh, I know. That. You've got up to a purple or brown belt, but if you're in there with a good Muay Thai guy that can sprawl, yeah. any good striker that can sprawl, you're in for a really bad day. Or, or just somebody who has a good enough understanding that can avoid submissions even after they get taken down. Let's say if I get taken down and I can, you know, or maybe I get drugged down because, like, you know, I was joking, joking with that guy about the butt scoot. Let's say, okay, somebody drags me down. I'm not an expert at jujitsu, but I know enough about it where I can stay out of a lot of submissions and oh, yeah. hit you in the face a lot. You know, absolutely. Um, and it's it's still it just amazes me that this day and time, like I said, like once I added more social media and started seeing more people saying these things, I was like, I couldn't believe it. I had a guy; he's actually getting ready for his first MMA fight now. He came in; he was nationally ranked in points bar and karate. Yeah. Been doing it since he was a small kid. Yes, yeah. in his twenties now. He's really good at point sparring. Yeah, that's a different a, world. Yeah, I had another guy getting ready for a fight. His first fight. I mean, that, that, my other guy was his very first fight. Never had any fights at all. And the karate guy happened to be the same size, mm-hmm. and he had no wrestling, no judo, no jujitsu, just his point sparring. Yeah, I said, you know, if you want to come in camp and get some rounds in, you can. And he was like, well, I don't want to hurt anybody since it's his first fight. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, let me explain something to you. You're, you're going to be on the receiving end of all of this if you come yeah. to fight camp. Yeah. He couldn't believe it. And he came in and, you know, he was doing his thing. And five seconds in, he's taken down. Yeah. Turns his back, gets choked out. And I was like, we're back in the early 2000s again. I know. I How know. have you not done this? Yeah. Uh, Both sides of the coin, man. It is, yeah. There was a, there was a guy... Uh, this was probably about a year ago or so. I was talking to a guy. Um, he, he runs a karate school, and I was asking him about. It. I said, you, "Oh, okay." I said, "You guys do any kind of like um, ground fighting or anything like that at all? Do you have any kind of like just a basic thing?" He goes, "No, no, 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 no." He goes, "We work on not getting taken downs or not getting taken down." I said, "Okay." So, do you do like sprawls or anything like that? Uh, and he was like. No, man, you know, it's all about the foot positioning and your base and all that. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. (laughs) It's amazing. That's why I said I just, I am legit angry that our lifespan isn't more that we couldn't spend more time in everything. Dude, I would, now, much to the, my wife wouldn't like it, man, but I would be, (laughs) I'm serious. There's very few martial arts out there. Even the ones that I see, I'm looking at like, you couldn't fight with that. But there are certain benefits to it, you know. Oh, you can pull something from everything. Yeah, 
I mean, so I, my brother got, um, he got to working with some Atachi guy. And I was like, there's nothing combative about, about that that I could use. But, you know, I could see, especially as I, if I was getting older, I'm not ready to admit that yet, but, it, but you know, there's certain health benefits to it. Yeah. So there's certain benefits to a lot of these things, even if you can't use it. Doing anything's better than sitting on the couch. Yeah. But I mean, I could see myself spending time doing, learning all kinds of stupid stuff that I'd probably never use as well. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> um, when I was wanting to stay in Thailand, I was wanting to stay and do Mui Baran you know find some of the yeah. it took me a long time to convince my crew to show me because they'll you know show all the foreigners you know hey, yeah. yeah come on in when you do Muay Thai it's good but some of the old stuff you know yeah. it's, it's like it's weird old like a, when Jiu Jitsu was first here they'll hide some of the stuff you yeah. know but I so wanted to stay and w- once I got friends with uh, this it's just weird, like we're talking about how different martial arts are. When I was spar, and you know, I've been striking for over twenty years. Yeah, and I spar with him, who does it all day, every day. Yeah, so like I, I'm just getting tagged up. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, somebody was talking about something. I said, you know, there's a difference between somebody who, well, there's a difference between me who was doing martial arts, you know, a couple of days a week, you know, earlier, and then this is all I do now, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, there's a difference in the knowledge base when that's all you do. All right, guys. So, uh, we're actually having to cut into this podcast a little bit. This one ran just a little long. Just a tiny bit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It was a lot of fun, uh, but we are having to kind of cut this one into two different parts. So, uh, yeah. Thank you very much for listening so far. Uh, Visit another one of our sponsors. Um, Who would that be? Faith and Freedom Clothing. Oh, okay. All right, that's the one we're going with. Okay, faithandfreedom.clothing. Uh, check them out. Use the coupon code Impact Defense. We'll get you 15% off. And uh, I guess we will see you in the next one for part two of this one. See you guys.